Welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. This is the only Bundesliga podcast in the English language covering everything there is to know about Eintracht Frankfurt. I am your host for the night, Chris in Detroit. Uh, before I introduce my co-host, who's back by extraordinarily popular demand, I'm going to kind of start this off. Uh, you know, I'm good at this radio thing now. I've been doing it for a couple years. Uh, put in the plugs ahead of the introductions, a little showbiz technique. Um, so there's going to be a special event happening this weekend in Kansas City uh, for our Bundesliga watch party that uh, Brian puts together with some of the other Bundesliga fans there in Kansas City. Uh, there's going to be a special opportunity. Bundesliga magazine's going to have a camera there and looking at the game day experience here in the States, how it's done, how we support uh, and there's going to be an opportunity for half pod there. We're going to have some merch, free stuff. Everybody loves free stuff. We're going to have t-shirts, stickers. I'm trying to get some other stuff rushed over there. So uh, check in with Brian. If you check in with Brian and get your free stuff and you put in a prediction with him, if you pick the exact score or you submit your exact score for Saturday's match against Borussia Dortmund, pick the exact score and we are going to send you a half pod prize pack. I can't say that too quick. Half pod prize pack made up of never before seen merch. So uh, as this comes out to my little merch bunker here in Detroit, we're getting it all packaged up, get it out to the people, our fan run podcast. We want to get the name out there. If you could wear the shirt here, throw it on Instagram there, tag us in it. We really want to show the Bundesliga fans around the country and around the world. Hey, we're a small group here in the U.S., but we love this club and we love being a part of it. And we love talking to you guys every week. So interact with us uh, on the social media channels, on Twitter at HEFpod, Facebook.com forward slash HEFpod. On Instagram, run by Matt, does a great job at Hey on Track Frankfurt, all one word. And our website where we're about to have a prediction tool. So you can go on there, submit your prediction each week and uh, submit that for your free merch. That will be www.hefpod.com. So, as David Letterman says, my next guest needs no introduction. Uh, he's been one of the cornerstones of this show since the very early days. Uh, I'm a little nervous. I've never hosted with this gentleman before, but uh, one of my heroes in the podcasting world, Roman San Francisco. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up? How's it how's it going? Yes, um, thank you very much. I'm fine, and don't be afraid. First of all, I am. Besides, <laughs> when I start ranting, I'm easy to handle, and especially now when Brian is not here, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> we can freak out here. I, can you believe he left us the keys? This is fun. I know. I, I have no idea what 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 came into his mind, but uh, yeah, let's 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 make use of it. And uh, yeah, so Brian. Um, Sorry, we're gonna we're gonna do whatever we want here. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go crazy. But by the way, I need some of that merch, obviously. Um, so how how do I how 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 can I get it? Is it already on on the website? I have to admit, I did not look. We do not have it for sale yet. Uh, there's a couple yet twists that we have to go through. The store is built, but you know, taxes, legal things, whatever. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, but right now we're giving out, I think we can give you from some free stuff. You've done your part for the show. We're going to throw some t-shirts, some stickers your way. We'll talk after the show about that one. 
Yeah, awesome. Otherwise, you know, cool. uh, for everyone else, you know, we need we need some cool some cool Hefpod merch here, definitely. Uh, anyways, oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm super glad to finally be back in the United States in San Francisco, and of course, everyone for a watch party. If you are in uh, St. Louis, uh, Kansas City, right? Kansas City, go yes. buy, watch it. And if you are in uh, San Francisco, you can join us. We don't have any giveaways, but uh, <laughs> yes, but we'll still be soon. watching at Danny Coils. Danny Coils. Where's that at? Uh, it's in the Hate, Hate Ashbury, kind of, you know, where kind of close to or where the where the hippies used to hang out. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, it's a perfect. It's a perfect place. We um uh, we we are going to put up our. We have a signed jersey, and we're gonna put it up uh, again. So it was um, during COVID. It was it was gone. It was lost, and we found it again. And we're gonna get a new frame, and we're gonna put it up in the bar, uh, you know, to show our permanent permanent residency in in at Danny Coyles. That's great. I can't wait to get out there. It'll be a fun time. Uh, here in Detroit, we will be at the Detroit City Clubhouse on East Lafayette Street. Myself, Garrett, I might bring my little hooligan along. I don't know. She might have her own game there at that time, but uh, Detroit City Clubhouse in Lafayette Park, that's where we meet most weeks. Once in a while, we'll change it up. Um, but yeah, bring uh, yourself, bring a friend. And we got a lot to talk about, Roman. It was another great week for Frankfurt. We're putting them back to back now. This is kind of cool. In the Pokal, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt 2, Stuttgart Kickers new. Yeah. How uh, we do this thing where we either lose in the first round or we go to the final. I'm not convinced we're going there yet. 2 0 looks great. But then I was a little bit concerned about the way we scored early and kind of took our foot off the gas. Any point of concern there for you? Or, hey, it's a cup win. A win is a win. No, a win is a win. I don't I don't have any concerns on that match, even though I'm usually a harsh critic uh, on these things, especially against uh, um, lower-level um, uh, teams. But uh, in this case, I'm just glad that, you know, in, in the... Uh, in the sandwich um, that this game was, uh, I think it was uh, was 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 ideal. I mean, uh, of course, I'm, so there's we we come when we talk a little bit more about strategy. Uh, I sometimes wish we we would use more younger players from time to time, just throw them in. But therefore, I, I guess that we need higher scores. So at a uh, 2-0, you're probably not going to put this this young gun in. Uh, for example, Marcel Wenig, you know, I would like to see, you know, there are some opportunities that I usually like to see, especially against those lower level uh, uh, opponents, um, where ideally you are already 4-0 ahead, right? And then what you do, you give another one a chance, right? So that's, I would say, the only missed opportunity. Uh, and if, if I were... Oli Glasner, I would say like, okay, guys, we have to do this. We have to uh, score early and keep on scoring after the 2-0, go for the next, the third, the fourth, to then really shift down a gear, right? Uh, because like the problem, the only problem that I see, if you keep it at a 2-0, uh, you can never really downshift. You know, you're basically staying in drive mode. Uh, and yes, you don't have to do pedal to metal, but uh, you, you have to stay at the drive mode. And I would like to... To, to shift down and uh, and that's basically what I missed or what I miss in general with Frankfurt you know that we barely have these situations where we can say like okay we've got this game is under control let's 
downshift, give a younger one a chance. Um, but all in all, I was I was happy with the outcome. I think they played solid. I was never really afraid for them to lose. And um, you know, early early scores from the beginning, so it was actually you know just a rundown. And I totally get it why uh, why they didn't um, uh, um, uh, overpace. You know, it was necessary, so why should you? Especially in the sandwich situation uh, with the games of, of Tottenham and, and Mönchengladbach. So, um, yeah. You know, I'm, I was I'm fine. encouraged our second goal from Smolcic, who we've been looking forward to seeing a little more of. It seemed like a good, safe opportunity to put him in there and yeah. uh, see what came about. And it didn't take long. Uh, 18th minute off the corner, he puts a nice header in top right corner, just the way you draw it up. They kind of looked like a throwback to Hinty getting in there yeah. in the middle of the box and being taller than everybody else and taking care of business. That was really encouraging. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, like I said, all in all, it was really uh, a, a, a great, a good performance of our team. Um, not a lot to complain. And yeah, they can. They, if it's up to me, they can keep on keep on playing that way. Yeah. Uh, one concern I have, you mentioned you want to kind of jump on the lower division clubs when you have the chance. Um, we only put five shots on target. Only four of them either went in or got to the keeper. I would have liked to have seen a little more, especially like you said, after two goals, there's not a lot of room to breathe. That 2-0 lead is just dangerous to yeah. play with, especially to play with that for 70 plus minutes. Uh, one more would have been comforting and maybe yeah. we could have gone to even deeper points on our bench earlier. Uh, but it was good rest getting 60, 70 minutes out of some of these guys and letting guys like Daichi Kamada get a nice long rest. And like you said, Venig coming in later for a nice 15 second appearance, you know, just getting off the bench. It, it means something, getting your name on the yeah. box score. Um, all in all, Taking that victory as we transition into the weekend discussion, you know it's always a, a question mark. How do we come out of a cup competition um, and go back into league play? It is always dangerous for us. You never know which side of the diva is going to show up. Um, <laughs> we found the good side of the diva on the weekend. Uh, Frankfurt 3, Borussia Mönchengladbach 1. This, for me, came down to uh, two things. Another opportunity to jump out to an early start. And it, it, we've been doing that more and more. A couple times we get caught on the, the bad side of the early start. But doing that in back-to-back -back matches, for me, tells me that we're preparing the right way. Our head is in the right place headed into the match. And that even though we did a lot of, of roster transition in the cup competition the regular guys coming back to the lineup um, that started on the bench came right in and they were in the right place right away. Oliver Glasner knows he has the depth and now we've seen that he can use that depth whenever he needs to without guys losing their focus. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, that was definitely a, um, a super cool positive outcome of that match or learning. And, yeah. it, and it's also... I mean, here is something that I really like about uh, about Glasner is he mentioned he finally I think it's the first coach that ever really mentions this diva uh, um, situation. 
you know, where he really says like, okay, this is interesting. I want to put this to a stop. You know, this shit has to stop. We cannot, this is not what I, what I, what I want. Um, this is something we have to work on. It's something we have to change. Um, if, if this has been going on for the last 25 years, then as he said, then this is his new mission to stop. And I think that's what I really, one more time, what I really like about Glasner, you know, that he kind of like sees a problem, identifies it and tries to change. And if he makes it, If he really, if he kicks the diva uh, out of Frankfurt, oh my God, he's going to become God. <laughs> that's how you get a statue built. Uh, honestly, exactly. It, it, you, that, that's such a great point because uh, I am a, an unlucky follower of one of the worst clubs or one of, the, one of the worst sports teams in the history of the world in the Detroit Lions. And there's a 50 plus year curse going on there. And I, while we're not playing so great right now, um, what I appreciate across all sports is a coach that comes in and say and, and says, to be successful, the number one thing we have to do is change the attitude. And it's yeah. not, it's not cha changing the attitude of the fans. You and I have followed long enough. Um, we're going to be cynical no matter who the coach is, no matter exactly. who the players are, no matter how good we do. We, we won Europa League and finished 11th in the league. Uh, in in the Bundesliga, so there's no part of us that ever is going to forget that presence. But it's important that the players and the staff and everybody that has to perform on that Saturday afternoon understands they hold the keys to that vehicle to change the perception. And I think we are seeing a little bit of that. Oliver Glasner is as much as I would like to see a little more emotion on the sidelines sometimes. He's in control. He's understands the moment and he knows when to raise the emotion. He knows when to dial it down and play things cool. And I think we kind of saw that on, on the Saturday matchup. Um, Jesper Lindstrom gets a great early goal. My favorite player on this squad. He's starting to show us that that ceiling is far greater than I think people gave him credit for. He's looking more and more comfortable every week out here. Um, but then Gladbach takes a couple of yellow cards. Uh, we, we take one back. And all of a sudden, you know, there's a little point in the midway point of the first half where we could have let them back into it. Uh, the possession was about 70% in our favor early. And then it went back to this 50-50 line. Um, but all of a sudden we said, hey, not today, not this time. Uh, Eric Mbibbe just shows up and takes care of business. That depth scoring means a lot for a squad that doesn't have a true uh, scoring threat. You know, Kola uh, Milani mm. is fantastic, but he's just as good at creating as finishing. We don't have that Andre Silva type that we had a couple of years back. Sorry to use profanity here. Uh, we'll put the expletive sticker on there. Uh, that guy that left for the Red Bulls. Um, we don't have that target man. Uh, but what we do have is a combination of talent across the board from Goza to Kolomuani and Lindstrom fits so well at the top of this group that the threat can come from anywhere and getting that brace for him in the first half just set us really off on the right path. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. There's actually, there's nothing more that, that I can add to that. That's, uh, um, yeah. 
I second that to 100%. I do have a question, though. That as we looked at Twitter and, and talked amongst ourselves uh, offline in our chat group, um, there's one question mark in the defense for how well we're playing defensively and not allowing a lot of opportunities. Christian Jokic in the middle is a liability, and it's being covered up because – there's experienced guys with Evan Indica on his left, Tuton on his right, and Jabril So, who's just phenomenal in the midfield. Um, that's my number one point of concern going into the winter break coming up and the transfer window that will be there. I want a defender. I love Makoto Asebe. He's injured. He's not getting younger. We have yeah. to invest any money available into this defense. Absolutely. And I even I even uh, put this not more dramatically, but we have to, especially since obviously the injuries that we have and the situation we're in. I mean, how it looks right now, if, of course, there's two, two ways, right? So if we, and here's the thing, I think if we are in the next round of the Champions League, it's even more easier to do so. It's going to be tougher if we're out of the Champions League, right? But uh, yeah, Hasebe, he's definitely, some, but we've, somebody we need to think about replacing, even though I have to admit, I think we tr we are trying already. This season, we already tried to replace him, but we cannot because he's just too reliable and his experience is uh, is unmet, so to say. Um, but yeah, I think what we need to do in order to make a, a good purchase on that end is really um, make it to the next round in the Champions League, you know, get... Yeah, make it at money. least to the top three where we go get to Europa League, uh, but of course, ideally, um, Champions League. And um, and then, then we might have the money. And then we have to. And then I'm totally with you because um, I don't think we are going to survive the post-World uh, Cup scenario um, with our ambition, to put that again, right? If our ambition is not League 11th, you know, if, if that's not what we strive for... And uh, if we want to do something in Europa, whether it's league or uh, whether it's champions or Europa League, uh, then we need. But, uh, you know, the, the cool thing is I feel they it's it's on the map, you know, so it's not that where where I feel like we need to shout loud in order for them to hear. You know, I kind of have at least the feeling that they know as well. You know, so it's not that we're right. that we're trying to convince people. I think that's exactly what they're doing because, like Oliver Glasner, we know that he uh, he likes a decent defense, and that's what what I enjoy. Uh, why, what relieves me of the pressure. Um, because you know he had a really good uh, defense at, at Wolfsburg, and we know that uh, that's one of his strengths. Uh, in in creating a solid defense, so this is not what I what I really worry about. Um, I think it's on the map, and then it's only the question: how much money do we have? And how much money we have is basically a question on where are we? What's our yeah. what's our situation? And two things on that: number one, we're sitting on I don't care what the the Yashin Award standing said. We're sitting on one of the top three goalkeepers in the world right now yeah. who, who helps to hide a lot of the mistakes that the defense makes. Um, yeah. But we can't totally rely on that. We've done it too much in the past and it's burned us come late season when we're sitting nice in the table and 
other teams that are fighting to move up the table take points that were rightfully ours because you just can't expect Kevin Trapp to save us week after week after week. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice to have that there when we need it. And the second part of it um, is the scoring by committee works up top. Uh, that will hold out longer than a questionable target man will. And while we th- while we figure scoring by committee will get us enough to win with Kevin Trapp in the back, um, the money that we need to reinforce everything will come, I think, even if we don't get out of the group this year, will come from qualifying for the Champions League again. Getting there once is nice. It looks good. The real money comes in repeat appearances. Um, we, we were impressed by the influx of money this year with new TV contracts coming up and there's going to be increased payouts each year that we can qualify. So while I would love to, to get to the next round and make money that way right now, I'm kind of having a hard time. I, I hate that the, the Frankfurt side of me is going to have to make me say, which competition are you going to do great in? I want to do great in all of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> but my number one thing is how do we qualify for Europe? Which route gets us there the fastest or the easiest Probably not the easiest, but which one is the more sustainable over the next 20 weeks of soccer to get us there? Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough debate to have. You know, last year we dropped everything in the league and said, we're going to do it through Europa League. And by the grace of God, it worked out. But I don't like putting all of our eggs in one basket like that. No. Exactly. So, if you if you, my, my in my my humble opinion is if if I would have to do a ranking, I would say especially this season, number one is Bundesliga. That should be the absolute main focus, because we have the chance of qualifying for Champions League through the league, um, and that is our easiest. I I believe this season our easiest and most solid bet. I don't think we're going to win the Champions League. I doubt we're going to win Europa League again, um, even though, of course, I, I wouldn't mind uh, any of those. But I think the chances are slim. I wouldn't say to none. I would say, yeah. I mean, Champions League, we're not going to win. I think we're all uh, we're all we're all safe on that one. Europa League, can we put this pull this off again? It's going to be very tough. I think tougher than last year. Um, but in the Bundesliga, can we really? Do something amazing, especially at the moment. Yes, I even say, and I mean, you guys know I'm, I'm the total optimistic, and I'm super crazy, and it's of course just the situation <laughs> that we're in right now. But you know, you got to if you can't dream big, you you're not going to make it anyway. So we we got to even think about, and I'm not saying we should talk about it. I'm not saying we should strive for it, but we got at least dream winning the championship. You know, I mean, like we've it's it's game day eleven, so we got a third done. And we are on fourth place. And if we would have won against Bochum and Wolfsburg, we would have been up there on the first with points ahead, right? Yeah. And and as crazy as this sounds, and I'm not saying we will win it, but it shows that we can reach Champions League this year by not having a, a championship team. Right? And, and I think this is unique to most other seasons where you really need a championship team in order to win because Bayern is just ahead by 10 points and, 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 and you cannot lose against anyone, you know. So this season it looks different. 
And I'm, I'm not saying we will win the championship. No, no way. I mean, I would, I would want to, obviously. Uh, but uh, we, have, we have a chance this, this year to, to qualify for Champions League through the league and, and, even, make, and even more. Uh, that's why I would say my biggest focus would be really on the league. That would be number one. Second would be the Champions League. And third would be the Bukal, right? That, that would be my kind of my ranking. Um, and and yeah, if we if we, I mean, now it's it's Monday today, so uh, Wednesday we already know more uh, how our chances are in the Champions League uh, once we played against Olympique Marseille. But you know, maybe what I say now is, is total bullshit when people hear it on on Friday. But uh, um, yeah, I think the Bundesliga that should be main focus by far. I agree with you a hundred percent. It was only what, four, four years ago, five years ago now, where we put all of our eggs in the Polkala basket because we didn't have the legs to run out for 34 weeks of Bundesliga play. Or we yeah. weren't even playing in Europe, but our best chance to qualify was through the eight matches of the Pokal. So I think we're in a great position right now where we have the depth, we've invested we're not in the first year of a regime. We're in the second now. So we know how yeah. Oliver Glasner expects things to develop through the, the course of the season. And like you said, we've dropped points where we shouldn't have that would put us as not just at the top, but clear at the top. And um, that's encouraging because I'm usually the negative one on this show, but it's getting harder and harder to find those negative points. Um so I'm going to bring a little bit of positivity as we look at what happened around the league this last weekend. Um, you just mentioned them. VFL Bochum over Union Berlin. Uh, the shocker in the league by a mile this weekend. Uh, last place at the time, taking out first place. Uh, there's something magical in the water there at their home ground. We look just dead in the water against them, giving them their first win of the year. And then they go out a couple weeks later and do it again to another top team in the table. Um, you know, they, they might find safety. I don't think they can. They're too far out of it at this point. Uh, they, outside of a couple matches here, they really can't score goals. But as you kind of alluded to, the league is open right now. Um, Bayern mm. and Dortmund are not at one and two sitting at week 11. We're a third of the way through it. And you see names like Union Berlin, Freiburg. Um, no, I'm not going to say that M word from down the river. Hoffenheim <laughs> is up there too. Uh, these are names that personally I like to see, and especially ours up there, that I like to see in those European spots. We know Bayern is going to spend money come December because they're not going to be left without a, a ring on their finger and not spend to try and get it. But I think we can run things out long-term with who we have. If we can find yeah. reinforcements in a couple places, I'm not saying we, we bring home the salad tray, but we might just find ourselves back in champions league. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's going to be really exciting. So we're going to talk about what's coming up here in a little bit. Uh, I need a break. I need a little bit of a drink. Roman, what have you been Absolutely. drinking? Absolutely. Even though I have one more little thing to ma to add to yes, uh, um, 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 to add to this, and I mean, we have to realize actually um, what we just talked about. It is the absolute craziest, weirdest, 
situation whatsoever that we even talk about this. I mean, like, <laughs> if you would ask me in a podcast session three years ago, Roman, you're gonna you're gonna be talking about playing the match in the Champions League. You're gonna talk about qualifying for Champions League in the league. And even you're going to say the crazy words, even though I know they are absurd, but even I, I'm, I have the ability, even the slightest ability to mention that we can play a role in the championship. That is so <laughs> absurd. Um, and I'm so happy and excited. And yes, you guys can call me. I'm the craziest person in the world because I, I say that. Uh, I say that we have the chance to actually win the championship. But, you know, I'm fucking proud of, of doing so. You know, I think that's just insane that, that I'm allowed to do that. And, um, uh, I mean, I'm always allowed to say anything, but it's that, that is even the slightest possibility is just crazy. It makes, yeah. What, what times we're in. It doesn't seem like that long ago. Uh, when I was younger, following this club before we had the ability to watch every match, I would look up the, the newspaper on Sundays to find the scores from the Bundesliga And I remember celebrating seeing a draw because a draw was taking points. It meant we weren't in a relegation battle. Those were the kinds of thoughts. I mean, that was almost 30 years ago now, but we're talking 10 years ago. We were in relegation battles. Uh, I was at a relegation playoff in Nuremberg five years ago. It or six Kovac. years ago now. I mean, it's just fucking crazy how far we've come. Um, The whole organization. It's not just the players on the pitch giving the results. It's the worldwide marketing. It's the fact that, that we're seeing random jerseys on the street. I used to know every Frankfurt fan in the state of Michigan. Now they're just popping up. And that's all yeah. part of this growth of, of Frankfurt as a brand. And the brand is, is partially due to their work on the backside and marketing. But you better believe that the majority of that is results. And people loved what they saw in the spring. And if we can deliver something like that again for a second year in a row, it's going to a different level. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is still kind of like you could, you, could, you could wake me up and tell me this is all a dream. Uh, you're fighting relegation tomorrow. I think I could not. I could not. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be able to really say, oh, no. Uh, I would probably say, like, ah, okay, that's that's why. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Now I, that makes it, more sense. <laughs> I I don't know this this dream. I don't care when it's going to end because they always do. Exactly. It's the nature of sport. But while we're here, we're going to enjoy every exactly. fucking second of it. So Absolutely. let's toast to that, Roman. What are you drinking? What have you been drinking lately? Uh, okay, I am drinking actually today. I went for an alcoholic beverage here. I got a beer and uh, I am drinking out uh, a, a bit a Bitburger that I got at Trader Joe's. So Trader Joe's has Henninger and Bitburger. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I, got, I went for a Bitburger, even though now Frankfurt breweries have to be supported because they're probably going to cancel the Binding Brauerei in Frankfurt. And hence, I'm drinking out of a Binding uh, mug. Right, so I'm going to post a photo in a second uh, on the social media, but I'm drinking a Bitburger out of a Binding mug. Sorry, that Beautiful. is not Henninger. That would be more of it, but I can't get a Binding beer here, so that's all I can all I can offer here. How about yourself? 
I am uh, sticking with what's been working the last couple of weeks. I'm I'm way too superstitious. I mean, it, it's bad how superstitious I get when things are going good. Um, but I'm sticking with Mr. Blue Sky here out of uh, Birmingham, Michigan, a suburb here of Detroit. Mr. Blue Sky is the taste of summer for me. It's coriander and refreshing flavor that, you know, it's shocking. Um, the last week of October, it is 73 degrees here in Michigan today. So I've decided to extend my summer beer one more week and enjoy it. Very good. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You should. So we're going to take a little break here. Uh, we'll be back to talk about the Frauen and, of course, look ahead to Champions League. So to wherever we're toasting in happiness this week to Frankfurt and Oliver Glasner and Jesper Lindstrom, we say Prost. Prost. Welcome back. Segment two, episode 242. Hey, on track Frankfurt, Chris in Detroit, Roman out in San Francisco. We're going to transition for a second away from the men's side, and we're going to look at the women's side. Because if you thought the men's side was tearing it up in the Bundesliga, you should see what the ladies are doing to the Frauen Bundesliga. Uh, we are sitting off after five match days and a 2-0 win over, uh, over uh, Duisburg. On the weekend, did I say that right? I'm really bad. Uh, you did, yeah, Deuce Book. Good, good, good. Um, the women are sitting at second, uh, just just two points behind Wolfsburg. We had the one tie against Bayern to open the season, but since then it's been smooth sailing. Um, again, I had to go the illegal stream route through friends in Denmark for this one. I did have a great, pleasant back and forth with ATA football. On Twitter, uh, it sounds like they're working hard to get more of the Frauen Bundesliga matches on their platform. It's I think it's like five or six bucks a month. Support the women's game. Show them you want to see it with a, just a small donation like that. And, hey, maybe that's the push they need. Say, I'm subscribing because I want more Frauen Bundesliga. Right now, it's one to two matches a week. They want to get more, and they're receptive to the feedback. So give them everything you got on Twitter. Uh, Tell them half pod wants it. <laughs> so exactly, uh, Frankfurt two, Duisburg one. I'm oh, sorry, Neil. Wait, it's uh, like three, bad. three. Oh shit. Um, yeah. So the, because the Laura Freigang, the one we have I interviewed see. here on this podcast, yes. boom. My apologies. She Laura. scored three <laughs> goals. So that's the problem when you're watching on the replay. I might have jumped around a little bit. You know, you get anxious when you're watching on replay and you're like, yeah. oh, I know the score. I know nothing happens for 20 minutes. I might have skipped ahead a bit. But um, no, actually, the final score was three to two. And yeah. as Roman I, I said, I was actually just thinking about it. But, yeah. <laughs> but then it, at the end, it's always zero, right? So it's always yeah. zero. It's always it's zero. True. It's, it's always true. none. Um, Laura Frygang's been out injured for a bit. She came back last week, had a, a little spot performance off the bench. Um, but right off the bat here, uh, 
right place, right time, a rebound goal, put it back, had to lay her body out to reach it too, which was encouraging seeing her fall on. I think that was the injured shoulder too, the left side. I think Um, either way, seeing her athleticism to get out there, she's back in, in fine form again, which, you know, last year we didn't have to rely on her as much as we did two seasons ago. Uh, but she really is starting to get into this rhythm with the feeding of Laura Prashnikar, who is just instant offense for us anytime she's near the ball. And Fragging being in the right place at the right time on the first one. Um, little problem in the middle portion of the match again, uh, where we let a team who's less talented, who doesn't have the depth, uh, get one back on us. It's happened a couple times already this year. Slightly concerning, but no worries. Um, Laura Fragang to the rescue. Uh, I thought the interesting part of this match right after the half, um, or was it before the half? Nah, see, this is what happens when I'm watching a replay. <laughs> so Duisburg gets a goal before the half, which is really weird because a goal scored five minutes before, five minutes after really changes the dynamic of the game. Halftime mm. is a hell of a time to let in a goal, whether it's before or after. And I thought we responded well, giving one up in the 40th minute and then responding with one, uh, I think 50 or 51st after the break, uh, getting into the box. Um, who was it? Uh, off the top of my head, uh, Kleinern. Uh, made the run into the box, sandwiched between two defenders, gets the penalty call. Laura Fragang slots at home. Great. 2-1. We're going to run away with this, right? Uh, Laura Fragang gets another one, uh, putting it just a nice shot, being in the right place at the top of the box, goes to that same bottom left corner. 3-1. to one. Great. But then, you know, we're at home. That's where we need to close it out. And mm-hmm. we allowed another goal. So to me, it's that two-goal lead kind of, tried to creep in, but we had the talent. Uh, you know, it's a it's a bad team that we beat, and thankfully it was at home. It might have been different on the road, but we got to clean some of those mistakes up. 3-2 is not good enough for a team that should have a shot at the championship. That is true. Uh, yeah. However, I, I, I think they are in a situation Yeah, I think we we have to be a little bit uh, mild with them on on these issues, you know. Um, I I have to admit, like I only saw the um, uh, the uh, I didn't see the whole match, so I still give them a little bit of more of a ben- benefit of the doubt is the wrong. Um, sure, but but you know what I mean. I think it's um, yeah, they're still young too. I mean, yeah. we're still one of the younger teams in the whole league at this point. And, you know, sitting at second, um, about a quarter of the way into the season. And, uh, you know, there's no, no one's being shy inside of the building or outside about what the expectations are this year. They're still in the cup competition, um, which we've got another one coming up, I believe another cup match here in just a couple weeks uh yeah rb leipzig round of 16 on november 19th so yeah uh all the goals are on the table right now and like you said it's hard to be tough because you you see what they're doing they're putting the results in week after week or a quarter of the way into the season without a loss uh 
which is the latest I can remember in, in since the merger a couple of years ago. So my criticism is from a place of love and knowing that the yeah, goals yeah, yeah. for this club are strictly a championship. So I got to be critical about something. Uh, but Laura Frogging coming back and taking a hat trick in her first full match back is everything we need to see. Yeah. Absolutely, I, th I I would I would a hundred hundred percent agree, um, and and it's exciting of where we are and uh, in the season here as well. You know that the Frauen are, uh, you know, really taking this to a next level, where they can also achieve something really great. And still a little bit sad is the wrong word, but like that we didn't qualify for for the Champions League, that we uh, got out so early. But uh, yeah, I think there's good potential this season to also make yeah. a big next step yeah um around the table i mentioned wolfsburg in first at 15 points we're at 13 byron sitting at 10 points um they lost this weekend i believe uh oh no oh, delay 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 no i can't find it yeah uh they had the the wolfsburg matchup yesterday i don't know how i forgot that um, yeah, so Wolfsburg distanced themselves from Bayern a little bit, and everything else is kind of playing as expected. Uh, Potsdam, who is fighting champ, uh, Champions League spot with us last year, sitting at the very bottom of the table. So RIP to their chances. Uh, hopefully they go down, maybe see them back in a year or so. But uh, other familiar names up there, Freiburg, Hoffenheim, Cologne at four, five, six. A lot to play out here. And a cup competition coming into play, like I said. Uh, the Frauens' next matchup will be against Hoffenheim this coming weekend. Uh, that match is at Hoffenheim. So I I don't know which stadium they play in over there. Uh, I, don't, I have no idea but, either. Nope, it's on the road. Uh, that will be a 7 o'clock start time on Saturday morning here at East Coast of the U.S., Roman will be watching at 4 a.m. on the West Coast. He'll find a way, hell or high water, get some coffee on early. <laughs> I doubt it, though. <laughs> <laughs> He'll find the, the replay from the Danish friends just like I do because, you know, you do what you got to do when you don't have a reliable stream. But um, that will be a great appetizer uh, before a match coming up that we're going to talk about later. So earmark Saturday in your calendar book because it's going to be a big one. So, moving on from the Frauen, we got two men's matches this week. First one that we're going to talk about, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the other stuff to the side. Let's talk about the match first. Um, we are going to be hosting Olympic Marseille on Wednesday the 26th. Uh, that is 3 o'clock p.m. on the East Coast, 12 noon on the West Coast, Paramount Plus here in the States. Uh, we'll put out on social media the other locations because it's a hell of a thing. I was trying to get a nice list to say where you can watch in different places. It is amazing how many different services there are to watch Champions yeah. League. Um, but Olympic Marseille, that we picked up our first Champions League win against them on the road. Uh, match that was kind of overshadowed by stuff off the pitch before. Um, I sure hope that that doesn't become a storyline here because it will mean we didn't learn anything. Um, but this is going to draw a lot of attention, this matchup, specifically because of what happened last time around. What are your thoughts, Roman? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 
I'm, I, I, I absolutely second that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be Olympic Marseille is, um, is going to be, I would say, the, the match that is going to uh, decide our Champions League future, right? Uh, we lose, good, that's it. We can focus on Bundesliga and maybe Europa League, uh, but we win, it's all in. You know, if we win, well, let me put it this way. If we lose, we know who we are. We're a good team that's not in the Champions League anymore, even with yeah. one match left to play. If we win, we don't yet know who we are, but we sure will find out on that match day yeah. six. So, yeah. you know, this is a put up or shut up. Probably our first one of the year where we said everything is on the line here. Um it's not it's not the end of the season if we lose. It's just the end yeah. of the Champions League run. And it's going to be a good test for young guys, uh, the guys like Jokic and Lindstrom who helped get us through a Champions League, or I'm sorry, a, a Europa League win last year. Um, was that moment big enough for them to comprehend how big this one is going to be? I have a big concern in this one. Yeah. Because I feel like we're a better team on the road. I I would almost prefer this one be in France because, it, God, I love the European nights in Frankfurt. They're special. They're magical. And everybody should experience it once in their life. But I feel like it gets in our heads sometimes. Yeah. But on the other hand, I think we are good in... Um Uh, I think we are, we are good in understanding the uh, the point of no return, right? Where we are, yeah. where we can say, um, kind of like you know, in, in in Europa League, you know, when we played West Ham, and like there's there's nothing else. There's only win. There's nothing else. There's no option B. There's no C. There's only win. If you you know if you if you want to make it, and I bet the players do, then there's only one one option. Right, and I think we are usually good in those games. Um, uh, if there's still like you know, if there's still other options, and if there's still oh well, we can win other games, you know, we we tend to take those matches not as seriously as we should. But I think in in this case, we can really we can we can almost rest assured that that nobody will take this lightly. Um, yeah, yeah, and you know it. I look back at that last match against Olympic Marseille uh, in the velodrome, and I thought the one zero was was lucky on their part. I thought we played better than one zero. I think we had opportunities where we could have won by more, um, and I don't think they forget that. I, th I think players yeah. know we played well against these guys. I left opportunities out there. I need to convert them this time, and. That's a club uh, going into. They've won two two matches in this group now. Uh, they upset Tottenham and they upset Sporting in a shocker of all shockers. Um, but it, Olympic Marseille has a horrible Champions League track record. Um, mm. Coming into this year's campaign, they had lost like twenty of their last twenty one in the Champions League. So they have their own demons to battle. And we've got a tremendously experienced roster. 
uh, that doesn't just know uh, Champions League experience and guys like Goats on Trap and and a couple others there. Um, these guys, most of that core is fresh off a European trophy in the last six months. And that is absolutely something to lean on here to say that feeling of, of the next goal could be the beginning of something great or the end of something that was nice while it lasted. That's the opportunity at hand on Wednesday. And I think Oliver Glassman knows how to lean on these guys and press that, the importance of that moment. Um, we're sitting in fourth on four points. A victory over yeah. Marseille puts us at seven. And depending on what happens elsewhere, there's a chance we could jump above sporting uh, and get into that three spot. There's a chance we could end up in second if things just go all kinds of crazy. But we got two matches and we need to get six points out of that to progress. That's the bottom line. We said from the beginning, 10 points would get us out of the group. That's looking exactly what we need to get out of it right now. Yeah. Yeah. So and, yeah, as you as you sit out there in the city by the bay, um, what's your prediction for this one? Are we up for it? Yeah, absolutely. No, I say, uh, and also Marseille lost last weekend. I mean, that doesn't mean obviously anything. We won a great match, a good match. So I think, yeah, I think we're going to win this one um, at least. I say three one. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Uh, um, I think they're they're pumped. They're stoked. They know what's on the table. They know what they have to do. And uh, I I'm I hope they they will perform. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. And I think we have one piece on our roster that everybody else wishes they had in European competition, and that's Daichi Kamada, who is just magic when the lights are their brightest and i think he's going to show up uh 3-1 i think is a little bit ambitious i'm going to say 2 to 1 but i would not be shocked to see us throw an extra one in there late maybe get them when they're trying to press and equalize things um but we're trending up right now there's no reason to think we're going to change when we beat them 1-0 we were not even at our best point of play now we're playing our best game of the season our yeah. best run of play this season. There's no reason to think we're going to lose to them this week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think so too. It should be. I mean, like, it's also wishful thinking, obviously, but I think the chances are the chances are there. You know, I think it's it's uh, yeah. it's on the road. We just need to pick it up. Yep, absolutely. And then it gets even better. Uh, if it could get any better than European nights in. The Deutsche Bank Park, sorry, in the Waldstadion. Um, it might get a little bit better, minus all the choreo and the atmosphere, because we get the opportunity to play one of the, the big boys in the Bundesliga and Borussia Dortmund at Deutsche Bank Park on Saturday. That's 12.30 here on the East Coast, 9.30 Pacific time. Um, I don't know. As positive as I am about Marseille, I'm a little leery of what we talked about earlier with the troubles of managing emotions to the weekend matchup after a big European match. Um, first, before we get into the nuts and bolts of this one, uh, Sebastian Haller, one of our most more recent uh, Frankfurt 
legends and he's battling testicular cancer right now. And of course, you know, all of our thoughts are with him and the battle he's going through right now. He was, uh, moved to Dortmund from Ajax. And, uh, once he got there, he, he was sick and man, my heart hurts for that guy. Cause when he was with yeah. us, he was, he was the engine for me beyond Jovic and, and Rebic. Sebastian Haller was the, the engine that drove that machine. So yeah, I want to for make me, sure him we, leaving we was even that. worse, I would say, than uh, than uh, than Jovic, because he was. I thought he was more skilled with the ball. Like he was, I mean, Jovic was good in the box, uh, but Haller was like good in you know stopping the ball, forwarding the yes. ball. You know, he was more and more of a player. Um, also, he with assists, the tempo control exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what? I, it's it's tough because that's you know once the guys leave we kind of lose track because there's guys going in and out every window of where they end up one or two or three moves later but uh that's a guy who always showed up his attitude was always right a team guy yeah. so we're definitely pulling even for though him i have to, to admit back. though when we when we played tottenham i asked some people from tottenham uh, about him and they were I was astonished. They were like, like they were glad that he was gone. You know, I didn't understand because I thought like he, I thought he scored a little bit, but they were not happy with him at all. You know, they thought it was well, a big mistake. They, I, I don't think know, they still, have paid yet. I'm still bitter at West Ham for trying to get away and not paying us for it. First of all, yeah. that whole yeah. thing lasted way too long, and courts had to get involved and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you wonder why the guy didn't show up ready to play. Well, you just you took a guy who played well in another league, paid probably more than they should have for him, and just plugged him into a system that didn't work. And then he moves to Ajax and he plays out of his fucking mind. That's that's the problem yeah. I have with the Premier League. They'll buy and hoard talent and expect something out of it without really looking at how the player fits the system. And not giving them time to develop, right? That's the other thing. Like they're like they have to work like from game yeah. one. You know, if they if they kind of like that's yeah. But I mean that's Premiership. You know, like there you just have to function. You have to work. You you don't have time. Like in Frankfurt, you know, like uh, and even I'm astonished how uh, how well Kolomwani um, uh, and Ibimba how they kind of got into it because they were kind of thrown in the cold water and they performed from day one, so to say. I mean Kolomwani Kolomwani yeah. more than Ibimba, but um, But, you know, we used to give a lot of time, like even Silva, he had a whole season or even, you know, to to uh, to get used to it. And Jovic as well, you know, so our great players. And uh, yeah, and Bure, he got it from from league, from the season one. And now Kolomuani uh, uh, as well. So we are improving on that end as well. Yeah, the difference in expectation, you know, they want everyone to be Erling Holland showing up, scoring you know, yeah. a million hat-tricks in their first season. That's just not the reality of the game anywhere in the world, uh, even yeah. in England. Uh, you know, 90% of the guys that go there have to figure it out. Um, yeah. And I'm glad he, he made the move to Ajax. He excelled there. Uh, the move back to Dortmund was supposed to be a big one for him. And, uh, you know, I hate playing our former players because uh, they always seem to yeah. – get one over on us, but I, I wish he could be out there this weekend. It's kind of a sad situation for him. Yeah. Um, but as we move on to the match, uh, after getting that one out, um, Dortmund is kind of in an identity crisis right now. They're 
sitting, well, they're playing better in Champions League than they are in the league. They're second in their Champions League group. They have Man City on in uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, I don't recall. But they're playing Man City this week in Champions League. And what that can do to mess with their head a little bit might work out in our favor. You know, you go, as I look at it here, um, Dortmund is at home against Man City. So if, like I mentioned, Holland in a homecoming to Dortmund throws up a couple goals and gets them out of their mental head um, headspace at home, and then they got to trans, uh, travel on the road to Frankfurt, I think that is beneficial to us. It's an opportunity for us to get them, get at them early, um, maybe get at them often. Uh, Dortmund for me is just a question mark. Uh, I don't know how they're going to come out. I'll be honest. I, I haven't watched them once in the league, but watching where they are in the table, there's nothing about them that really scares me. They don't have a name that jumps off the the team sheet that I say, this guy is going to kill us. Mukoku, Jude Bellingham. Uh, I mean, I know who they are, but uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. Bellingham's nineteen year. Bellingham's nineteen years old. It's not Mukoku's like Mukoku's seventeen. I guess Holland. Yeah, you're Holland right. Holland was too, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, like it could be. I mean, that's that's one of those games. Everything could be possible, right? It could be. It could be a Bayern game. You know, uh, like a, like kind of like the Bayern Munich game where they kind of you know score where we kind of don't have get grip to the game. And, uh, yeah. and and Dortmund kicks ass, or it's going to be like a Gladbach game, where uh, um, where 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 we don't let them uh, any chance, right? So it kind of it can go both ways. I I'm kind of with you on it, but that always scares me, you know. When I feel like when I feel like oh yeah, well you know we have a good chance, then that's usually where, especially when we after we've won three to one the Olympi- Olympic Marseille, um, we it's 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 yeah. But let, let's hope good old Glasner he can get rid of the diva, um, and 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 have have the situation under control. Uh, but but yeah, I mean the good thing about Dortmund is they, or the weird thing about Dortmund is that they are still looking for Klopp as a coach, right? Um, yeah. They 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 always have the mentality question. They they change coaches like they like they like they. Uh, like they change their underwear uh, in in the search for something perfect, uh, which is basic, which is not possible, uh, in my opinion. They should stick with a coach for a few seasons, and but but yeah, I mean they got the discussions going on again. I mean this this time is not going around the coach, but at least about the team. But yeah, everything can be possible. I think it's it's um, and it goes back to to my initial. We can actually win the championship because they have stuff to work on. They have stuff not figured out, and at the moment we have two big teams like Munich and Dortmund who still have stuff to figure out. And usually you have like two teams, or you have one team like Bayern who does not need to figure anything out because they have everything figured out, and Dortmund who are just solid enough. Uh, and right now we have the two big teams; they still have to figure out stuff. And this could be our our time to uh, to you know. To, to, to leave our mark. And, um, yeah, and we've seen for that, this, of course, we need to win against Dortmund. Absolutely. We've seen this in the past where Dortmund will start a season 
kind of teetering around that seven, eight, nine window. And then at some point they wake up and all of a sudden, before you know it, they're in second place and challenging until the 25th week before they decide that now they're just going to let Bayern win the title. Uh, I've always had an issue. I've always had an issue with Dortmund as a big fish in this pond. Um, Still being a club that sells, Uh, they produce some good young talent. They buy young talent and then flip it for double the price. But if they really wanted to, they have, they have the scouting and they develop enough young talent where they could challenge Bayern for the title. Um, But it seems like year after year, they're willing to sacrifice some guys to make some money and forego a championship. And for me, I can just, I can never turn down the opportunity to win a championship, even to look at the bottom line. I, I don't know. Yeah. They're not broke. I don't know why they act like they're broke every transfer window and sell off their, yeah. their biggest assets. Yeah, yeah. They, they are kind of like Freiburg on, uh, on, on, on five other scales, you know, a five, a five. Yes. Uh, they, yeah, I, I'm absolutely with you. And this is something that I don't understand as well um, about them. And, and to make this even weirder, they still think the co- it's the coach's fault. You know, that's what I don't understand. Like with Rose and, and I mean, I've, I can't even name the past five, uh, but like Tuchel, you know, Tuchel wasn't good enough for Tuchel. them. Yeah. Uh, Rose wasn't good enough for them. Um, uh, okay, you can argue and, ah, uh, sorry, I'm, uh, they're not off my mind. What's the, the other guys, like the, the Favre wasn't good enough for them. And so many others, other coaches that they've tried, they weren't good enough. They always put it down on the coach. And like you said, they sell like their top players and and they, they blame the coach why why they don't win the championship. Yeah. But uh, we, we got to use they, this. Their, their coaches aren't even around long enough for us to even remember their names for the most part. Um, looking back, uh, Rosa... Tertich, Favre, Stoje, Boza, Tuchel. I mean, Boy, wasn't and it? Klopp before that. Klopp, they, they didn't like Jurgen Klopp at one point. And the guy's gone off to win uh, Champions League titles, but he wasn't good enough for Dortmund at one point. So I don't know. Uh, it just, yeah. It's a little thing that bugs me because they're the closest in a yearly basis to contend with Bayern, and yet they just don't seem that interested in it. So... Yeah. For the yeah. play, uh, for the match this weekend, where do you see things going? Uh, are we going to pull it out, or are we going to be overcome by the midweek uh, well, Champions you know, I'm, League I'm, situation? I'm, I'm an optimist by trade, so it's going to be a, a 2-1 win. I'm with you on the two for Frankfurt, and I'm going to do something that's going to get me a lot of hate mail. I think Kevin Trapp's going to keep a clean sheet. I think we're going to win 2-0 on the weekend. And the entire German soccer world is going to be talking about Frankfurt at the end of this week. And the run that we're on and how, depending on how other things fall, we're going to be sitting near the top of the table. Yeah. yeah. I, hope I, I hope I'm right. I'm usually not. Uh, but we'll see where it lands. Uh, Roman, that's about it for this one. It's been fun, my friend. We got to do it again sometime. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I'm back in California now. So uh, um, next week, let's get it on again. I love it. Maybe we'll bring Brian to the party. Let him have the keys Absolutely. back. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, once again, we, we look forward to uh, hearing what everyone else's predictions are. Like I said, if you predict Saturday's match with the correct score, you could win the half pod prize pack. Uh, let us know either publicly or uh, through a private message on Twitter at HEF pod, Instagram at Hey on track Frankfurt or facebook.com forward slash HEF pod. Uh, our theme music in this episode is Forza SGA uh, by Frankfurt and Eintracht legend Tankard. You can find them at Tankard Official on social media and at reapermusic.de forward slash reaper. Our outro music is Hey Eintracht Frankfurt by the fabulous Roy Hammer. Uh, you can find them at royhammer.de. Thanks to them as always for the music. Thanks for Roman for joining me tonight. Thank you for listening. If you're still here, if you're not, you really missed out and your friends will tell you all about it until next thank time. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> thank you. Until next time. Tschüss. Tschüss. If he kicks the diva out of Frankfurt, oh my God, he's going to become God. <laughs> That's how you get a statue built. Hey, I'm a fine for a child, la 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 la.